How is everyone doing? Welcome to the First Down Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Jackson. Week 11 recap show. Week 12 preview show. We're just going to call this our Thanksgiving special. Uh, Today, we will be covering week 11, the recap such a great week of football. Um, we will also be touching on the week 12 preview. Uh, that is previewing all games week 12, including those three games on Thanksgiving. And one of them I'm really looking forward to. Uh, we'll also be covering some COVID news, some serious stars getting hit with that, injury news, and some waiver wire targets we're going to want to look at. So just give you an idea how the show is going to flow today, because I know maybe some of you are going to want to skip to just the preview and not hear the recap. Uh, recaps going to go for about shooting for about 15 20 minutes or so preview look for it about be around the uh 25 minute mark um and then i'm gonna hit the covid injury news waiver wire stuff now at the top of the show and then we'll go ahead and get down into the recap so well week 11 brought a lot um a lot of good a lot of bad we were treated to some delightful games um unfortunately some of those games had some players uh, take some serious injuries um and with our first game talking about today too um it's going to be the arizona cardinals at the seattle seahawks and kyler murray uh currently dealing with a shoulder stinger but is Working through it, expected to play week 12, but something you may want to keep an eye on, um, just if his arm's jacked up, you may want to possibly see what, uh, if you want to stream a quarterback, not entirely too sure how bad the shoulder injury was. I mean, Kyler's still a threat on his feet, but definitely losing that passing game, teams will be able to zero more in on Kyler and keeping him uh, at bay on those scrambles and him playmaking. And before we go ahead and get into that Cardinals-Seahawks game, just a couple more injuries I want to touch on. Um, Unfortunately, this is one that's really hard. It was hard to watch, hard to see, and even just reading up on it after and uh, watching this player through college um, at LSU last year. But Joe Burrow going down with a torn ACL and MCO. MCL, excuse me. Uh, Prayers, you know, good vibes, everything extended out to you, man. That is uh, a horrible way to end your rookie season. But I'm very highly confident in this guy. He's going to come back next year, ready to ball out, pick up where he left off at. And, I mean, he was torching, um, you know, the NFL. Or not torching, but I think he exceeded expectations that everyone had of him, for sure. I mean, him, Herbert, right now, they look like the two best rookies at quarterback. Um Burrow possibly was in contention for locking up that rookie of the year. I think now it's just going to be a clear-cut winner to go to Herbert unless an injury happens, knock on wood. But other than that, uh, injury-wise, someone did ask me, and I did have a lot of people ask me about DeAndre Swift. Um, Me being a Swift owner, too, it was a bit of a, a scramble to find a backup for him. But he is dealing with a concussion. He is expected to play on Thanksgiving against the Texans, but uh, he has not cleared protocol yet, or at least I haven't seen so. So we'll probably be finding that out tomorrow, which is Wednesday the 25th. So just keep an eye on that if you're a DeAndre Swift owner. Excuse me. And now we're going to go ahead and get down into our Week 11 recap. And first game, Cardinals at Seahawks. Seahawks 28, Cardinals 21. Uh, the Cardinals kind of came out flat and then scored a touchdown in each quarter. As for the Seahawks, were pretty consistent throughout the game. Uh, finished the fourth quarter with the safety and a field goal as well, too, to put them over. Uh, Russell Wilson, 23-28, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, had a pretty decent day. Um, well, Kyler Murray on the other hand, uh, other hand excuse me, uh, he went 29-42. of 42, So you could definitely tell they're trying to, to – move the ball more through in the uh, the air and especially against a divisional opponent like Seattle that's going to come in and play you tough uh the running game was really non-existent other than what Kyler was able to do on his feet um which wasn't a lot really wasn't Seahawks kept their uh the Cardinals running game in check this game but Kyler did throw two touchdowns 269 yards uh ran or scrambled for 15 yards no touchdowns there Kenyon Drake on at running back 11 carries 29 uh, yards rushing and one rushing touchdown. On the other end, we had Carlos Hyde go 14 carries, 79 yards, and one rushing touchdown. Um, other than that, this game 
it it definitely felt like a rivalry game. And I mean, when uh, Metcalf and Tyler Lockett were getting in the end zone, you could definitely tell it was getting uh, with those defensive backs and the Seahawks wide receiving core. They they were chirping a lot. But this is what I, me as a football fan, I love it. Absolutely love the the crap talk, and especially when you got guys that are both on good teams. Yes, the Cardinals are a good team. Uh, and the Seahawks, I mean, they've been dominant throughout the year. It just makes it that much more juicier, that much more just like, oh, yes. Love football. Love the, the confrontation, the drama, everything that goes along with it. But with that being said, uh, neither of these quarterbacks finished in the top 10. Just on the outside looking in, 11 and 12, Kyler 11, Russell 12. And for the most part, this game didn't really have anyone to dominate on the fantasy end. Uh, no one finishing there in the top five, at least. But we're going to jump in into our next game in the start of week 11. And this game was a bit hard to watch, not too much excitement. But the Philadelphia Eagles, 17, Cleveland Browns, 22. Uh, another kind of tough day for Baker. Yeah, 12 of 22 for 204 yards. The defense mainly carried the Browns in this game, along with that running back duo of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They combined for... 125 yards, Kareem Hunt getting the touchdown um, from in that backfield. On the opposite end, Miles Sanders for the Eagles, 16 carries, 66 yards, zero TDs. Carson Wentz, two passing touchdowns, two interceptions. Just a it was an ugly game. It was raining in Cleveland, so that had I think a lot to uh, affect the the game and just. The overall outcome of it, though, both of these teams, I mean, and I've been saying this, Cleveland is the most uninspiring 7-3 and three team I think I've ever watched. It's just like, it doesn't feel like they're 7-3. and three. It feels like they're still, like, climbing out of this hole. At least that's the vibe I get from people, even just uh, analysts talking about it. And I'm like, this is a 7-3 and three football team. They're, yes, Baker's not playing at a high level, but they have two top 10 running backs right now, uh, skill-wise and just in analytics, I believe. And then the wide receiver core, yes, took a hit with Odell, but they do have plenty of other weapons on this Browns offense, uh, including Austin Hooper, Jarvis Landry, and someone who Baker has a really good rapport with, Rashad Higgins, who I was expecting to see get a lot more work. Um, but definitely, you know, time will tell. We are it's more than halfway through the season, so if anything, I think Baker needs to start thinking playoffs, start taking some more chances and getting in a rhythm now. Uh, those running backs, though, as long as they can stay healthy, can take this team only so far. And as long as that defense keeps comp complimenting uh, the run game there um, for the Browns, you know, the Browns could be a, a not a serious threat, but definitely a, a, a team to an annoy someone in the playoffs and possibly even win a game. Uh, depending on who they draw but the eagles i mean it's it's hard i mean you guys are so injury plagued um it's unfortunate it's making carson wentz just exposed to how bad he needs uh line help offensive weapons all around but nothing again really popping in this game we're going to jump into our next one which is an nfc south divisional rivalry game the atlanta hot falcons Ooh, excuse me basketball's on the mind uh, atlanta falcons nine the new orleans saints 24 i thought this was going to be the week we saw Jameis finally suit up for the saints and his and just make his debut as a starter and Taysom Hill has taken that job and excelled in that job. Uh, went 18 to 23, 233 passing yards, but he did run in for two touchdowns, 51 yards on the ground. So he did scramble. Alvin Kamara also complimented the running game, 13 carries, 45 yards and one rushing touchdown. On the opposite end, Todd Gurley, tough day and against the Saints defense, man, they really kept this Falcons team in check. Uh, Gurley, 8 for 26, no touchdowns. He led all rushers on Atlanta. Uh, Matt Ryan, tough day for him as well, 19 at 37, 232 passing yards and two interceptions. And Calvin Ridley still had a decent fantasy day going. Five receptions, 90 yards receiving, you know, no touchdowns. That definitely puts a damper on the day. But overall, just a really, this was an ugly game. I, I, I did watch most of this game. Uh, Hill looked like once he got comfortable and what he did, 
this offense was was on point. And I think moving forward for the Saints to continue the success and with Taysom Hill at quarterback, he's got to take my, get Michael Thomas more involved. He did have a deep touchdown to Emmanuel Sanders that did get caught back, but I like the fact that they're letting him take shots down the field. Uh, he does have a probably a top three receiver on that team with Michael Thomas being there, and I expect more good things to, to keep coming for the Saints. And the Falcons, uh, I mean, they've been battling all year. It's been tough. Um, without Julio as well, I would just chalk this one up as it was a bad week for the Falcons, but don't freak out too much on those, uh, those guys, especially when it comes to fantasy. Um, as it comes for real life, get ready for that top 10 pick Atlanta. But other than that, we're going to move on to our next game. And this game was just very lackluster as well. We do have some lackluster games. So I'm going to push through those pretty quickly, focus more on the uh, really good games of week 11, which we did have some really good ones. Um, but Cincinnati Bengals, 9, Washington football team, 20. Again, this was just another ugly game there in Washington. Uh, Joe Burrow, before he went out, did record 203 passing yards, one passing touchdown. Uh, his backup, Ryan Finley, came in. Uh, 30 passing yards, one interception, three of 10. So it's not looking too hot for Cincinnati. Um Receiving in, Tyler Boyd, nine receptions, 85 receiving yards. A.J. Green did uh, register a touchdown with 41 receiving yards and four receptions. On the Washington side, Alex Smith, uh, 17-25, 166 passing yards, one TD, one interception on the day. Uh, Terry McLaurin led Washington receivers, five receptions, 84 receiving yards, no touchdowns. And Antonio Gibson, 16 carries, 94 rushing yards, and another touchdown there for Antonio. He is starting to become a lot more consistent and someone that you're going to be able to rely on, I think, moving forward for your Antonio Gibson owners. As of right now, I would start him every week at that running back uh, position. Uh, but yeah, not a lot to take from this game. Uh, I mean, it's... Honestly, it's just gloom uh, hanging over this game because what happened with Burrow, it's really unfortunate and hard to see that happen to superstars and stars in this league and just players in general. Um, you know, you never want to see that happen to anyone. But moving forward with this Bengals team, I do expect them to run the ball a lot more. And we're going to touch on that in the week 12 preview. But now on to our next game and just another ugly game. And I mean, there's not really too much to say about this one. Uh, the Detroit Lions, zero. Big goose egg. Uh, Carolina Panthers 20. Not even going to go over the Detroit Lions side. I mean, there was no one who really excelled. Uh, it was ugly all around. And just, I mean, TJ Hawkinson, four receptions, 68 receiving yards. Um, I like that at tight end. Um, Hawkinson still a full go at tight end. I'm um, on the Panthers side. Not too much to even talk to uh, talk about on this side. I mean, PJ Walker is playing and replaced for. Bridgewater, who is going to be coming back off an injury, uh, he recorded one touchdown, two interceptions, 258 passing yards, 24-34 in the air. Uh, Mike Davis did leave all rushers with 19 carries, 64 rushing yards, and one rushing touchdown. Uh, for you CMC owners, he is currently week-to-week, -week, CMC being Christian McCaffrey, keep up. But he is week-to-week -week right now, so... Hopefully he can be back there this coming week, but I wouldn't expect it. Just make sure you keep an eye on the injury reports that come out Saturday, early Sunday morning. If CMC is playing, of course, he's a full start. Uh, leading all receivers, though, in this game was DJ Moore. Seven receptions, 127 receiving yards. He, I mean, these Panthers receivers are still excelling, and I love it. Uh, Samuel is, be, is becoming a thing now, too. Eight receptions, 70 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown. Robbie Anderson still recorded seven receptions 46 receiving yards i love this panthers receiving core honestly I, I want a piece of it um and i missed out on that but if you're someone who has one of these panthers receivers i mean flex play or wide receiver play every week moving forward uh let's move on to our next game though the undefeated pittsburgh steelers uh 27 jacksonville jaguars three uh pittsburgh literally just rolled up into jacksonville put their foot on the neck of the Jags, and just tap out, choke out. It, it was done and over with. Uh, Big Ben threw uh, two passing touchdowns. James Conner, uh, 89 rushing yards. No one really popped um, in this game on both sides. Uh, James Robinson on the Jags, 17 carries, 73 rushing yards. Uh, Jake Luton, Lutton threw four interceptions. So if you had that Steelers defense, you were sitting pretty this week. 
Um, and I had a lot of people ask me about Juju Smith-Schuster. Of course, Chase Claypool, Eric Ebron doing their thing still. But Juju is dealing with a bit of a foot injury. Um, so I, I believe that's what kind of hindered him in this game. But Steelers are going to keep on rolling. Expect them to keep producing uh, high scores. Honestly, this is a high-scoring football team. And with that, you're going to have those fantasy assets on that offense being James Conner, Chase Claypool, Eric Ebron, Deontay Johnson, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, Big Ben right now is someone that I am playing based off of just matchups. So he's someone I would have streamed this week, but still had an interception, so he's not playing perfect. Uh, we're going to jump in, though, to our next game, and this is probably one of the better games of Week 11. And that being the Tennessee Titans at the Baltimore Ravens. Tennessee 30, Baltimore 24. This game was chippy. Um, you can tell these two teams don't like each other. Uh, Baltimore, though, Lamar Jackson struggles uh, are still happening. 186 passing yards, 17-29, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, ground game, he only got 51 rushing yards. J.K. Dobbins um, did leave all Ravens rushers with 70 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown. And Mark Andrews uh, getting involved more with five receptions, 96 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown. On the Titans end, Tannenhill. Uh, 22 or 31, 259 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, one interception. He had a decent fantasy day there for you. Derrick Henry, though, put that crown back on. 28 carries, 133 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown. And that was to call a game in overtime. Straight up just ripped the heart out of the Ravens with that. Uh, on the receiving end, A.J. Brown still doing his thing for reception, 62 receiving yards and one receiving touchdown. And Corey Davis, five receptions and 113 receiving yards. Uh, this game was chippy. Uh, I liked what I saw from both teams. Uh, Baltimore is in a bit of an identity crisis right now. Um, just people are figuring out that run game, and they have, and they just know how to stop it now. Uh, curious to see how they go moving forward. Titans, I think they're going to keep pushing uh, with this momentum. I mean, they are a very strong uh, willed, disciplined team. And I really do like uh, what the Titans are doing from last year to this year. And we're going to jump into our next game, though. And that being the New England Patriots 20 and the Houston Texans 27. Uh, Deshaun Watson finished at QB1, I believe, this week. Killed it for you in this game. 31 fantasy points on the day. Big game for Deshaun. He did lead, honestly led this team to victory. Uh, Cam Newton had a decent day as well, too. Uh, Deshaun, two passing touchdowns on the day, 344 passing yards. Newton, 365 passing yards and one passing touchdown. Uh, no one in the run game really dominated um, in this game. New England is a bit of a mess. We'll touch on the, uh, someone for waiver wires on them coming up, but... Uh, running game, offensive weapons, I mean, it's just hard. This week, Demir Bird for the Patriots, six receptions, 132 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown. I am not at all jumping to that at all. I don't believe it. I don't buy it. I don't buy anyone on this Patriots receiving core at all. Will not pick up anyone. Will not start anyone. Uh, Cam Newton, Damian Harris, and someone you're going to want to look at in waivers, James White, would probably be the only, only Pats I would start now moving forward. And for the Texans, I mean, Deshaun Watson, you're going every week. Um, and his receivers, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, they're they're starting to be a little more consistent now. Uh, both combined for, it looks like, 10 receptions. Brandon Cooks, 84. Five receiving yards, Will Fuller, 80. Um, and then at tight end, Jordan Akins is getting a little more involved. Five receptions, 83 receiving yards. Uh, possibly someone we might want to start paying attention to at tight end. But overall, this game wasn't that great. I mean, you have two teams kind of looking towards the or to the offseason. Uh, Texans did edge this one out, though, 27 to 20. And our next game, and oh, my God. Mm, let's get it over with. Denver Broncos 20, Miami Dolphins 13. So I moan and groan about the Broncos because I want us to tank. If there is any year to tank, it would be this one. But no, we have to go out there and beat a team that was riding this wave of momentum on a high, playing above uh, their expected level, and shut them down, honestly. Um, Broncos defense came in big this one. 
Drew Locke didn't really have a great game. Uh, Melvin Gordon killed it in the running game, though. 15 carries, 84 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Phillip Lindsay complemented that with 16 carries and 82 rushing yards. Uh, these guys are a one-two punch. I think that's what the Broncos are now counting on moving forward to until they can get this passing game under control. I mean, Tim Patrick led all receivers with five receptions and 119 receiving yards. Um, Drew Locke does take shots down the field, but I think – for Broncos receivers, um, it depends more on the matchup. And this Dolphins team does have a good defense. Um, on the Dolphins side, I mean, no one really popped other than Devontae Parker with six receptions, 61 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown. Tua got benched in this game. They did say he will be back next week starting, but they just needed to switch it up. Fitzpatrick threw one interception. Nothing inspiring from this game. Uh, I think this is a bad game for the Dolphins and a lucky win for the Broncos. Uh, moving on to another game, and wow, this game was a lot closer than expected, but the LA Chargers 34, New York Jets 28. Um, the Jets suck. <laughs> I, I mean it, man. This is it's terrible. I'm surprised Adam Gase still has a job, but man, this team is struggling. Again, I'm not looking to pick up anyone. I mean, if you're desperate, desperately need a running back, I would throw a go at Frank Gore um, without high expectation. But yeah, as far as that, uh, uh, I mean, my boy Jameson Crowder even just shat the bed this weekend. One reception, 16 receiving yards. It's it's already even put him in the lineup now. Um, on the Chargers side, love Justin Herbert. Oh, he is an animal. This dude is going to be such a pain in the ass in the AFC West for my Broncos. Not only do we have to deal with Mahomes, but now Herbert's starting to emerge as the second-best quarterback in that conference. Um, he went 37-49. to 49. I love the fact that they're letting him throw the ball. 366 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, no interceptions on the day. He had such a good fantasy day. 27 points, finished at QB2 on the week. Um, he's killing it. Straight, just fire. Uh, oh, my God, I love Herbert so much. Uh, Keenan Allen led all receivers with 16 receptions, 145 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown. He finished at wide receiver number four on the week with 18 fantasy points. Um, not a lot to take from this game, honestly. The Chargers' defense is just banged up. Um, their offense is on point. And if they had that defense healthy, I mean, this could be a team we're talking about making the playoffs. But as of right now, um, you know, they're... <sighs> It's a lot of growing pains, and this is a Chargers team that I'm just, I could see being one of those top teams in the league in the future, um, short future even, possibly even next year. Get those uh, defensive players back, like Derwin James healthy again, uh, Melvin Ingram, you know, those guys can make a difference. Um, but with that being said, though, Chargers got the dub in this one. Jets have not won a game. Wow. And now getting into the bulk of our afternoon games, and these are some of the better games that we saw throughout the day. But the Packers and Colts put on, it wasn't that great. It was more of a good Colts comeback. Packers came out, dominated, couldn't finish. Kind of the script to them all year, not being a team that can finish. But Green Bay 31, Indianapolis Colts 34. Um yeah, it was just Philip Rivers had a decent day. Threw three touchdowns, one interceptions, 288 passing yards. Aaron Rodgers, pretty much identical stats, uh, except for he threw for 311 yards, three touchdowns, one interception on the day. Uh, Jonathan Taylor had a good week. 22 carries, 90 rushing yards, though didn't get in the end zone, but it's good to see that they're starting to give him more of the touches. I know Wilkins, Hines were stealing a lot of that work. It's nice to see that Taylor is now emerging as that number one back. On the Packers side, Aaron Jones, 10 carries, 41 rushing yards, and one rushing touchdown. Um, it was tough. It was really tough for the Packers to finish this game out. Um, their receivers, though, I mean, they're staying consistent. Uh, Devontae Adams is that guy. Seven receptions, 106 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown. Uh, Robert Tanyan, Marquez Valdez-Scantley still getting involved in the work um, on, on the receiving end a little bit. And on this Colts side, and this is someone we'll be talking about in waivers too, but Michael Pittman Jr. is starting to emerge as the number one uh, receiver on this Colts team. So keep an eye out on him uh, moving forward. 
that's going to wrap up this one. Moving on to our next game on this Sunday slate of games. And this is, again, another two bad teams playing good football. The Dallas Cowboys, 31. The Minnesota Vikings, 28. Uh, Andy Dalton finally, I mean, they got Zach Martin back on the line, finally had a decent day. Or not a decent, I would say this is a good day. Good day for Dalton. 22-32, 203 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott led the Dallas rushing side of it. 21 carries, 103 yards, zero touchdowns. Uh, on the receiving end, though, Amari Cooper, six receptions, 81 receiving yards. C.D. Lamb, four receptions, 34 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown. Reason why I bring up C.D. Lamb, go look at that touchdown that he caught. Wow. It's just an amazing athletic play. It was insane. Um, on the Vikings side, though, Kirk Cousins, 314 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, no interceptions. Good game there for Kirk. Uh, running back. Dalvin Cook is doing Dalvin Cook things. 27 carries, 115 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown. He did, again, finish at running back one on the week. And it was a low-score week for actually a lot of fantasy positions. Uh, Cook only had 20 points on the day. Uh, Give me one sec. We have... And that is exactly why you don't have multiple windows open while you're recording a podcast. (laughs) Uh, I was doing a little Christmas shopping, our early Christmas shopping, and yeah, ads will play regardless if you have your volume on or off. So that's what that was. Anyway, back to the game. Uh, low scoring fantasy week, though, for a lot of positions. Um, Adam Thielen did finish at wide receiver one. Dalvin Cook also finished at running back one. Cook with 20 points, Thielen with 24 points. Yeah, it was it was a it was a weird funky fantasy week. That that's to say the least. Um Thielen though and Jefferson both just are full starts and I mean, we're going to touch again with Thielen. Um he is on the COVID list along with Mark Ingram, JK Dobbins. That should have been something we led off of the show with, but that's pretty much the three guys who got hit with COVID this week. It sucks. Uh, you Justin Jefferson owners, get ready. He's going to be seeing majority of the work. Uh, but someone who I could see getting a lot more work, I'm not really sold on as for a, a pickup. But possibly if you're in a pinch um, and need a flex or a tight end slot, Irv Smith Jr. Uh, might be taking the role um, or taking some of the load off of Justin Jefferson in the passing game. Uh, he's kind of like a hybrid tight end. I mean, he could play uh, tight end or receiver, but... He's someone that Kirk Cousins has gone to in the past, so I would look to see him possibly get some more work. But that's going to do it for this game. And on to our last two games on the Week 11 slate, and then we're going to jump right into previewing Week 12. Excuse me. Kansas City Chiefs, 35. Las Vegas Raiders, 31. Man, the Chiefs are good. Like... They're really, really good. Um, Right now, I mean, even with Pittsburgh being undefeated, I mean, I think the Chiefs might be able to give them a run for their money and actually pull an upset there. I'd love to see that defense and that offense clash. But for fantasy stats, though, and stats in general, Patrick Mahomes had a, eh, he had a day. 348 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, one interception. Derek Carr went for 275 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, one interception. Derek Carr, way to get your mojo back. I love to see Derek Carr playing like he did uh, the year when he was getting some MVP chatter. Um, Yeah, he's just, it's a different player. It's con- you just his confidence is back, and I mean, this guy doesn't even have a number one wide receiver. Something you know, not like a a difference maker on the wideout end. Um, yeah, it's just it's hit Carr, Jacobs, and, and Waller just doing it every week, uh, putting up high scores, and this defense too playing pretty stout. And I mean, I know it's hard to say that against the Chiefs, uh, but yeah, the Raiders are they're looking tough. Um, on the Chiefs end, though, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. He's getting some consistency going. Uh, 14 carries, 69 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Um, And his co-mate back there, Le'Veon Bell, seven carries, 25 rushing yards, and one rushing touchdown. Uh, These guys were pretty much killing it in the backfield um, for this game. I mean, Josh Jacobs did register 55 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Um, In the receiving game, of course, man, you got Kelsey and Tyree Kill just 
dominating. Kelsey, 127 uh, receiving yards, eight receptions, one receiving touchdown. Tyree Kill, 11 receptions, 102 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown. This is a good game. I love both of these teams moving forward. Man, the Raiders, mark it right now. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to win a game in the playoffs. Guarantee it. Oh, I just these guys are are gritty and tough. They, I'm just I'm impressed. I'm very impressed with this Raiders team. I had them being a team not really going anywhere at the preseason, and man, they shut me up. And and, and another team that shut me up, and that is a team that played on Monday night and got the W against a team that I had favored uh, in this in this year was the L.A. Rams 27, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 24. This Rams team is, oh, they are built for playoff football. Um, them, that division even, uh, them, Seattle, Arizona, it's, and then San Francisco when they're healthy, what? Like, oh, man, just, yeah, the Rams are good. Golf, 376 passing yards. Oh, my God, what is going on? All right, we're closing this Best Buy window. All right, we're good. Sorry about that. Well, as you see, we let the uh, bloopers, spoofs, all that good stuff happen on the show. Um, we are live. <laughs> anyway, but yes, golf, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, and then on the run game, no one really took the load for uh, rushing, at least on the Ram side. Uh, Daryl Henderson led all rushers on the Ram side with eight carries and four five yards rushing cam makers three carries 20 yards rushing so this was a pass heavy game for sure uh, cooper cup the most underrated receiver in the league right now 11 receptions 145 receiving yards get at me sorry i say that because he's on my dynasty team i'm a ugh, love me some cooper cup robert woods 12 receptions 130 receiving yards one receiving touchdown He's been consistent pretty much the whole year. And on this Bucks side, leading all receivers. And finally, let's see his name up there in the stat sheet. Antonio Brown, eight receptions, 57 receiving yards. Uh, Godwin and Evans did record touchdowns with similar receiving yards, 53 for Godwin, 49 for Evans. Uh, Gronkowski only two receptions. I told y'all don't follow the Gronk hype. He had his couple weeks, and, you know, A.B.'s there. You got to feed all these mouths. Got to keep them happy. Uh, Ronald Jones had a less than exciting game. Ten uh, carries, 24 rushing yards. Fournette did find the end zone on seven carries, 17 rushing yards. And Brady, 26 of 48, 216 passing yards, two TDs, two interceptions. This Bucks team is so freaking unpredictable. You know, you, you don't know what you're going to get from week to week. Um you know, because they dominated teams like Green Bay, who look freaking amazing. Um, and they still do, but then lose to, you know, close games. And, and sometimes even let bad teams, you know, have a chance in a game. And, I mean, the Rams are a good team. And it's just I haven't seen the Bucks win a close game yet. I think that's the message I'm trying to get a point is they they haven't closed out strong. They haven't won a close game yet. I'm still waiting to see it. They have the weapons. And I mean, with AB getting involved a little more, you can expect them to uh, probably start turning it on now. And especially with the playoffs coming right around the corner, you got December football in about a week or so. So um, not saying that they're out, but just saying I, I think they're – this is the team that we should have seen in the fall, like late October, and not end of November. Um, end of November, you know, this is the team I would expect to be dropping 40 and high 30-point games on teams. But, you know, there are some good teams still on this Bucks schedule. Um, only playoff time will tell. But that's going to wrap up our Week 11 uh, recap, and we're going to jump straight into the Week 12 preview show starting with the thanksgiving games but i did not forget the waiver pickups let's get on to those real quick and i'm just gonna go through them i'll give you a little analysis on them uh quarterback for this week Taysom hill i mean he's a quarterback that runs and quarterbacks that run that play fantasy football usually do very very well and it's even more beneficial for Taysom hill because he's on a good offense 
um, with good weapons. So love Taysom Hill going in this week. Teddy Bridgewater, um, you want to start thinking about uh, stashing a backup quarterback, especially with the fantasy playoffs right around the corner. Love Bridgewater as a backup. He's someone I would go and snag now. At the running back position, kind of touching back on the COVID um, report coming out with Ingram and J.K. Dobbins being on it. Gus Edwards for the Ravens. He's someone you want to pick up there at running back. And then with Burkhead getting hurt, James White, someone that's going to be a pass catcher, hopefully in his backfield for New England. You would expect him to take over Burkhead's workload um, that he was seeing. And at receiver, Michael Pittman Jr. for those Colts. He's emerging as the number one. And someone who we haven't talked about, but I'm finally going to put his name out there for the Las Vegas Raiders. He is the leading receiver and probably the number one receiver other than Darren Waller um, for this Raiders team. And that is Nelson Aguilar. Uh, I know it's <laughs> I know it's hard to, to, to fathom that, to even maybe even put him in your lineup, but... Go take a look at his stats. Take a look at his fantasy production. You know, he's someone you may not want to sleep on. Uh, very well, someone that you could be losing to. So I'd rather have Nelson Aguilar on my bench and not on my opponent's lineup. But that's it. And now we're going to jump straight into this Week 12 preview, starting with these Thanksgiving games. Man, these first two games suck. Oh, I'm not excited. But we're going to get through them. The morning game. 9.30 Pacific it means I will be up at 9. Houston Texans at the Detroit Lions. Uh, I think this is going to be a pretty good game, actually. It's entertaining. I, I think that's the, the what I'm looking for, the words I'm looking for. These are two bad football teams. I don't expect either of them to, to make it to the playoffs. Um, but I do love Deshaun Watson going to Detroit. I think he's expected to have a big game against this Lions defense. He's, I think, realistically, he's going to be able to pick apart this defense limb from limb. I expect Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller have huge games in this one. I'm not loving Duke Johnson at running back. I would try to avoid that. And if you're at need at tight end, and I know it gets mucky. Um, I've been in situations where I've been struggling with the tight end in past seasons. Uh, Aikens for Houston. In, might be someone you want to look at. Jordan Akins, that is. Um, you know, he's been getting a lot more work, being a lot more consistent. And on this line side, I mean, this Texans defense is, you know, nothing special either. I think Stafford is someone you can start this week. Uh, Kenny Galladay has been dealing with that, you know, lower body injury. It's a hip injury. Um, previously, he was dealing with a hamstring. You know, if he if he plays in this game, which I'm expecting him to, uh, start him. Um, just know that he he is a little banged up you know and he takes one good hit in this game that could be you know it for Kenny Galladay in this game so just proceed with caution if you have some other options there at wide receiver possibly explore those um, I also like Marvin Jones uh, in this game as well TJ Hawkinson love him as well and DeAndre Swift if he is in out of concussion protocol, I would say start him. If not, if Adrian Peterson gets those uh, is getting that running back one on the depth chart, go ahead and start AP. But I'm going to take Houston going on the road and winning this Thanksgiving game. I just I see Deshaun Watson at the end of the game eating a turkey leg. That's all I can imagine. Uh, now to the middle game, and this is again another stinker: the Washington Football Team at the Dallas Cowboys. So you have a good Washington defense going up against a mediocre Cowboys offense. Oh, man, and it's just it's so hard to really pick who you think is going to win in this one. Um, I'm going to go with the Cowboys, though. Here's why. I just Dalton having a pretty good game in Minnesota last week gave me a lot of optimism and hope that this Cowboys team can still win the division and go get smacked in the first round of the playoffs. Um but yeah, with that being said, you know, Zeke's been getting a little more consistent. The receivers are making plays now. Uh, Dalton's getting a little more time to throw in the pocket. And that's where it's hard because this Washington football team, they have a great pass rush and a, and a pretty decent run, uh, run defense as well. Though with Alex Smith just lacking the weapons, I think Cow the Cowboys defense really going to be able to focus in on the uh, – football team's weapons which is McLaurin and Antonio Gibson which I would both say on this football team start Antonio excuse me start Antonio Gibson start uh scary Terry McLaurin that's all I excuse me Jesus all right we're good oh wait okay uh excuse me sorry about that Antonio Gibson 
love both of the uh, those guys on Washington's team. Don't let this Cowboys uh, home field and defense scare you at all from from wavering from starting those guys. And on the Cowboys side, I mean, you're going to start Cooper, C.D. Lamb. If you need to start Dalton Schultz at tight end, he's another guy who I would consider streaming. Um, and that's pretty much it for this Cowboys side of it. You know, it's just you're, you're nitpicking at the fantasy options, and, and quarterback has a big deal to do with uh, the Cowboys' weapons. Oh, and Zeke, duh. Excuse me. Of course you're going to start Zeke as well. But, yeah, when it comes down to winning this one, man, they've had such terrible luck this year. I, I, let's get Andy Dalton eating a turkey leg. Maybe Zeke joining them. Cowboys win this one at home. Uh, let's make those 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 fans happy there in Texas. And now the highlight of the Thanksgiving games, the Thursday night game, the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh man! So this game, let's start with the Ravens side, um, and we're just gonna hit the starters right away. I would only start Gus Edwards and Mark Andrews in this game. I do not like Lamar Jackson at all in this game. The Steelers' defense, I think, they, I mean, they just have this Ravens team kind of figured out. And, um, I mean, it didn't show that the first game was pretty competitive. Um, but still, with that being said, I just the Steelers' team just keeps getting better and better week after week. Um, and as of right now, I think that their offense is way too much for the Ravens to handle with all the weapons that they have. Um, I am starting all Steelers, uh, except for Ben, Big Ben. Um, don't expect... You know, expect I mean, it's streamable. You know, if you have better options, okay. But if if you absolutely have to stream someone, Big Ben isn't the worst. Um, expect Juju and Chase Claypool to be matched up against the top two corners, where I think Eric Ebron uh, will be able to eat. Uh, Deontay Johnson's going to be able to stretch the field, and I think it's just going to be a, a, an open field day for the Steelers team. I, I have them winning uh, pretty convincingly um, against this Ravens team. But Steelers are going to go on to a let. Holy shit, they're eleven and zero. But yeah, for the Steelers side, I, I like all their offensive weapons. You know, I'm not I'm not afraid to play any of them against this Baltimore defense. As for the opposite side of it, it's just like yes, yeah, there's some Raven guys I, I don't want to play, and that's I know it's crazy to say uh, we weren't saying this last year, but you know that's the situation that we're in in this year. But Steelers are going to win this one at home, and now we're going to jump into the Sunday slate of games and. We have some trash bags. We have some decent ones. Um, we're going to get through them all. I'm going to give you the best, just most positive attitude on some of these games. But I'm going to be real. And we're going to start off with this uh, first one, which is, yeah, just touch on it real quick. Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. Again, we're not starting any Jets. Um, I still start Jamison Crowder. He's my only guy. I'm sorry. Just... He's the best receiver on this team, the best weapon on this Jets team. He's the only one I, I trust. Um, on this Dolphin side, though, I love Devontae Parker in this game. I love the running back. Um, I always mess up his name. I think the last name's Ahmed. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that's me being unprepared. Um, but, yeah, you, you know who he is, Ahmed. I can't say his first name. I just get tongue-tied. But regardless of the fact... Tua is going to be back in this one. I would actually stream Tua this week. Uh, like Mike Gesicki as well, too, at tight end if you're looking to stream. But I got the Dolphins winning this one on the road in New York. And we're going to push on now to another team that is less than exciting from the AFC East. And that is the New England Patriots hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I think the Cardinals taking that tough loss last week against Seattle. I, they're going to come in fired up. Uh, in this game, and you have Stephon Gilmore matched up against D Hop. I'm sorry, I th I just think Kyler Murray is going to destroy this Patriots team. Not only with his arm and his shoulder is dinged up, you know, I get it, but with his feet, um, it's going to have this Patriots team all over, uh, this defense all over, and I don't see them having an answer for it. I think this Cardinals team is going to go into New England and stomp the crap out of the Patriots, and I think they're going to be able to hold Cam Newton um, to a, a pretty down-to-earth game. I don't see Cam having a great day at all. Uh, this Cardinals defense is actually pretty decent. They have a decent pass rush. Uh, they're DBs. I mean, Patrick Peterson, Buda Baker. You know, these are guys who've been locking up receivers. And the Patriots don't have any big-name receivers. You know, it's kind of 
looking at the logic and all this, but I got the Cardinals winning big on the road. Love my Cardinals uh, fantasy guys. You're going to start that you know, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, Kenyon Drake. I would even throw Chase Edmonds in there. He's been pretty consistent. He has a clear-cut role, third-down guy, but they do use him in the red zone. I mean, he is able to – he has big playability, which I love. But Cardinals winning big on the road. Moving on now to the Carolina Panthers at the Minnesota Vikings. The Panthers wide receivers are going to have a fill day in Minnesota. I love all three of the receivers, uh, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel. All for sure starts. You can flex them if you need to. Um, at running back, if it's Mike Davis, cool. If it's Christian McCaffrey, you're smitten. You're loving it. Um, that's pretty much on the Panthers' side. I'm not liking the quarterbacks yet. No, no word yet on Ch Teddy Bridgewater. And on this Viking side, um, I do like Kirk Cousins actually a lot in this game. He's someone I would stream in this game. Uh, Justin Jefferson is going to be seeing the wide receiver one work. Uh, I expect Irv Smith and maybe Kyle Rudolph to get involved more. Irv Smith a little more than Rudolph. And then I really think, though, the, the game, the, the offensive game plan is going to run through Dalvin Cook. Um, I expect Dalvin Cook just to see all the action, all the work, getting all the carries this week, um, probably having a huge week against this less than impressive Panthers defense. God, they need so much help on that side of the ball. But when it comes down to winning, um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Minnesota. I think they're gonna be uh, a lot more sound. A lot. I don't think they're put it this way. They're not gonna lose twice in a row at home. Uh, I think they're going to find a way to win this one. They let the Cowboys still win last week. Don't think they're going to let the Panthers do that this week. Moving on now to our next game, the Cleveland Browns going and getting this easy dub against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, when I said that, I literally thought, I was like, you know what? What's the most Cleveland thing that could happen this week? The most Cleveland thing could be going to Jacksonville and losing. Knocking on wood. Don't want that to happen. I want to see this Browns team win these easy games. I want to see them beat up on these easy opponents. Um, with that being said, I like Baker Mayfield in this game. Both running backs, uh, Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You, we already know you're going to start those guys. Um, Jarvis Landry. He's a full go, and I would actually stream Austin Hooper this week at tight end. That's how confident I am in this Browns offense. And the defense, they dropped 22, 24 points last week. Start that defense again. On the Jag side, it's so hard to, to believe in DJ Chark anymore. Um, you know, he's someone I have on a couple teams. I'm just... He's hitting the bench right now more as a backup to my primary guys. The only person on this Jags team that... Is worth starting would be James Robinson at running back. Um, but even with that, I mean, he could be seeing a tough day, especially, I mean, hopefully the Jags just air it out and go air raid, and that can open things up for Robinson. But I think it's going to be a tough day all around for this Jags team. We've got the Browns winning big on the road on, the, on this game here. And now probably moving on to one of our more exciting and possibly the most uh, I'd say second most exciting game for the week. Um, the Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts, an AFC South battle for, I think, first place. And it's going to be, this is, uh, I think, is a very important game uh, to, for playoff structure, that is. Uh, the Titans, they continue to go on the road and win these tough games. And I know, I believe they slipped up to the Colts earlier in the year. Um, and the Colts have just, They've been pretty steady. Like, they're the most steady, good on both sides football team. You know, they're good on offense. They're good on defense. They're not great. Um, they do enough to, to, to win games. But I think what this Titans offense um, is now going to be able to do, and especially going to Indy and a divisional opponent, I really see the offense ramping up. I see A.J. Green, uh, Brown, excuse me, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis just improving on their receiving uh, numbers. Johnny Smith is getting more involved now with the game plan. And then just you got Derrick Henry. And I think that's what they're getting back into the flow of, of what their, brought their success last year was having the game plan revolve around Derrick Henry. He's someone I think moving forward is going to be seeing over 20 touches a game. But that's great. That's great news, not only for Derrick Henry, for 
the receivers on this team, which again, just like I alluded to, I expect these receivers to have a big game uh, on this Titan side. And I do like starting all three, Jonu Smith, Corey Davis, and AJ Brown. And with that all being said, I love Tannenhill. I expect Tannenhill to finish top five this week. Yes, the Colts are seven and three. Yes, they have a you know a stout defense, but when it comes to a divisional game and one like just seeing how the Titans have been playing, I, I think they're going to go in and really surprise the Colts and, and stomp them out, honestly. I think the Titans are going to win this one pretty handedly. Um, and with that defense, too, it's just, you know, can Phillip Rivers handle the, that pressure? And, you know, we were just talking about Michael Pittman finally now is, uh, is emerging as the number one wide receiver. You don't think the Titans see that? They're going to lock this kid up. Um, and, I mean, if he is is one of these rookie wide receivers that is a, a difference maker, which he hasn't shown that yet, he's not like a Justin Jefferson, uh, not like a T. Higgins type. Um, not saying he can't be, but, you know, this would be the game to show that. And I just I don't believe in this Colts team. I, I just don't. I don't see – there's not really too much consistency with these players. Um, Jonathan Taylor, I mean – I want to see him do good, and I think that's where they're going to probably see the most success at is in the running game. But, yeah, not super hyped on this Colts team. Taylor I would start. Other than that, I wouldn't really touch anyone else. But Titans winning big on the road on this one. Uh, next couple games, we're going to kind of breeze through these. I mean, nothing too crazy going on. New York Giants at the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Giants, I would say you could stream Daniel Jones this week. I also like Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, Evan Ingram. Uh, this Bengals team is just, I mean, probably just, I mean, they're depleted and now just, it's like, what else is there to play for? They lost their starter. I think they're going to go, <laughs> honestly, they might not win another game for the rest of the year now. Um, it's unfortunate. And this Giants defense is um, pestering, um, annoying. You know, they, they do some things good, which is better than a lot of other teams. Um, and one of those is pass rush. And I think that's going to really cause a lot of issues for Ryan Finley in this game. And with that being said, you know, Bengals wide receivers, I'm not really too excited to start any of them. Um, I would kind of use this as a week to sit those wide receivers on the Bengals side and see, you know, how they come out. See how Ryan Finley throws the ball. See what the game plan is. Because if it's my assumption, and if it was me coaching it, and just what I would assume, is that what Zach Taylor would do? He would say, all right, I got Giovanni Bernard and hopefully Joe Mixon back this week. Or actually, no, take that back. Mixon is on IR. So I got Giovanni Bernard. Um, try to run the ball. You know, because I, I don't see Finley having a big day or even just – being successful at all you know i think this is gonna be a really really tough game for this Bengals team though i do like geo i will start geo bernard um he is a pass catching back so if finley can't move the ball down the field at least he can hit it some dump downs geo can give you a productive day um but yeah i got the giants on the road winning this one pretty big against the depleted Bengals team unfortunately miss you joe heal up Moving on now to our next game, L.A. Chargers at the Buffalo Bills. Can this be an upset? The way Herbert is playing, I think this could be an upset. Out of any of the games this week, this is the one I'm marking that can be an upset. Now, with that being said, I do think the Bills are going to win this game. I think the Chargers are going to be able to keep up with the Bills, but I do think the Bills have the defense to keep this Chargers team in, team in check. Um, on the offense side, though, I do like Cole Beasley, uh, Stephon Diggs, John Brown, that whole trio right there. I think you can start um, any of those Bills players. Uh, flex, possibly, uh, you know, Beasley, I would throw in a flex. John Brown, I do like. Um, he's someone I would start. He just needs one deep bomb, and you have a great fantasy day. Uh, and then Josh Allen, uh, I think he's just going to be doing a lot on his feet. Not expecting big things from Devin Singletary or Zach Moss. Um, this Bills running back uh, duo has just been a mess this year. They have some pop-off games, some, you know, eh. But for the most part, on this Chargers side, uh, you're going to see Tredavious White matched up a lot with Stephon, um, 
yes, yeah, uh, not Stephon Diggs, excuse me, uh, Keenan Allen. Um, I still expect just these charges of wide receivers with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams to just be force-fed targets. So they're going to get the, the chance to make the plays. Do they go and make the plays, actually? I think Keenan Allen will be uh, have some su- success in this game. Uh, Hunter Henry might be also someone, too, to stream at tight end. Um, for running backs, though, I'm not really too excited for Kalen Balage or anyone in this running back core for the Chargers. But I do have the Bills at home winning this one big. Um, next game we have is the Las Vegas Raiders going to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, again, this is a, a Falcons team that has a terrible defense. Um, I love Josh Jacobs. Uh, even Derek Carr in this game is someone I would stream. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, Darren Waller, you know, these are the Raiders that I'm looking to start. And on this Falcon side, uh, if Julio's back, of course you're going to put him in. Um, I like Matt Ryan in this game. I think this is going to be a game, a high-scoring game for sure. Probably the highest-scoring game of the week. Um, even if Julio isn't back, I, I think Matt Ryan's going to have a lot more success against this Raiders defense. Though it is a good defense, but I think he will have a lot more success against them uh, than he did last week against the Saints. Uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, Todd Gurley, I could expect those do those two, that duo to lead this Falcons offense. And Matt Ryan just going to distribute the ball. And I think Julio will be a difference maker if he plays. Not a difference maker in the sense to win, but to open up uh, some more targets for Calvin Ridley and for Todd Gurley there in the backfield. But I do have the Raiders going to Atlanta, taking this one on the road. Um, and our next game in our afternoon slate of games, have we got some bangers. We got one good banger. Um, but we'll start off with the first one here, the San Francisco 49ers at the L.A. Rams. Uh, the Rams won a big game this past Monday night against the Buccaneers. Um, they have a lot of momentum, a lot of steam. This offense is now playing um, at a very high level, and I think it's going to overwhelm this depleted injured san francisco defense and it's just it's unfortunate man the san francisco i've been saying it all year they're one of the most injury uh injured teams and it sucks them the cowboys the broncos um you know these are all teams that have taken have really great rosters uh the eagles as well too great rosters great players you know teams that could be and that are playoff teams but just injuries you know they come and they go and with the Rams offense, you know, I love uh, Jared Goff in this game, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. At running back, you want to assume Daryl Henderson's going to continue to get the amount of touches. Um, but, you know, proceed with caution. On this Niner side, man, if Debo Samuel plays, I don't even know if I want to start Debo because he's going to be matched up against Jalen Ramsey. And honestly, I really wouldn't start any Niners in this game. I think the Rams defense is, is now after beating the bucks are going to be on this you know this next level to where they're just going to be shutting people down and if you have nick mullins back there not sure if jimmy g's back yet aaron donald is going to be up in his grill jalen ramsey's going to be locking down whoever the number one wide receiver is and i think this rams defense is going to be able to keep that running game in check i got the rams winning big at home against the niners this week uh now moving on to the new orleans saints going to the denver broncos Taysom Hill on the road against a pretty decent Broncos defense. Um, playing in the mile high, I don't think it's going to make too much of a difference. Um, I think the Saints will be able to move the, uh, the ball on this Broncos team, especially with a mobile quarterback now. And then with you know Alvin Kamara, Jared Cook, you know these are guys I'm looking at starting in this game. Uh, Michael Thomas as well, and a revenge game for Emmanuel Sanders. I'm just kidding. We love you, Emmanuel. I wish we still had you. But yes, I do love a lot of the Saints players in this game. I also like their defense in this game. I think they're going to be able to get into Drew Locke's head, uh, get some interceptions, possibly even cause some fumbles. They've been on a tear lately. And this Broncos team, you know, it's just right now the only players I even trust. And it's just like it's hard to trust Noah Fant. Um, he showed some some great, great signs of stardom early on in the year, but just nothing else has really uh, progressed from that. And at running back, though, I do like the duo of Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon in this game. I think that's where the Broncos' offense is going to be uh, game-planned around those two. And just, unfortunately, I, I don't see 
the Broncos putting much points on the boards. As for the Saints, I could see them take off with this one, uh, you know, fairly on early in the game. Saints winning big on the road. Uh, now, the in our last game before Sunday night, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Woo, man! This, this on paper, can be amazing. And I think this is going to be a good game. Um, I do think the Chiefs will win this game. I'm sorry, just the reason why the Chiefs are going to win this game is because they have Patrick Mahomes. Um yeah, he's playing at a, the highest level right now. Um, he's in contention, I think, for MVP with with Russell Wilson and a, and a few other guys this year. But you know, Brady is is not superhuman anymore. Um, he still is the goat. Um, I think the, the success for the Bucks has to come from that offensive line. They need to give Brady time to throw. Um, I expect Ronald Jones to have a much bigger role in this game as well, too. And, you know, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, you know, love all those guys to start. Uh, Gronkowski, if you absolutely have to, um, you know, he's not going to be someone uh, to shy away with in this game. Um, I do think this is going to be a high-scoring game, so you want to start all your uh, offensive assets. On the Chiefs side, Tyree Kill, Mahomes, Edwards Hilaire, uh, Le'Veon Bell would throw him in the flex, um, and Travis Kelsey. I mean, even too, if you're interested in uh, Robinson, uh, Demarcus Robinson, he's been getting a lot more touch with Sammy Watkins and Nicole Hardman out. So expect this game to be, again, a high-scoring game, uh, probably the best game of this Week 12. But, but I do think Kansas City is going to go on the road and take care of business and beat this uh, Bucks team. Chiefs are going to win. Close game, possibly even a field goal game, but got the Chiefs winning this one. And then for Sunday night, I hate seeing this matchup. I don't know why they primetime it, but they do. The Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. Um, this Bears team still is just it's uninspiring. Uh, they play through their defense. They've come back to earth. They're 5-5. Five and five. Um, I still wasn't expecting a lot of big things for the Bears this year. Uh, in this game, though, David Montgomery, um, you know, if you need to plug in at that running back position or even just a flex play, you know, you could throw him in there. That wide receiver, Allen Robinson's, of course, going to be a start there. And then Jimmy Graham is, excuse me, I've been seeing um, a little hit and miss, and this is a little revenge game for him. So I kind of like Jimmy Graham in this game. Uh, wouldn't start the Bears defense, though. This Packers team, I think, is going to come out after that. Tough loss last week and really try to establish their dominance early and with the offense and with Aaron Rodgers getting in a flow right away and then try to ice the game off with Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. But on this Packers side, love Aaron Jones. Love, love, love Devontae Adams. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is someone who I would flex in this game. Uh, I think he has definitely been having a bigger role. Rodgers is trusting him a lot more and going to him a lot more in games. Um, I mean, he's not taking anything away from Devontae, but he is getting some of that work um, and, and making the most of it, honestly. Um, but with this, with that all being said, though, Packers, I'm going to win this one at home in Lambeau on Sunday night. And now jumping on to our Monday night game. It is so uninspiring, and it is just, it's going to be a blowout. Um, Seattle Seahawks at the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Um, let's start on this Eagles side. I'm uh, not a huge fan of, of Wentz. Um, Fulgham has kind of disappeared at the wide receiver position. They haven't been having too much success. Um, he, yeah, I just uh, don't feel comfortable starting any of the, the Eagles pass catchers or quarterback. The only person on this Eagles team I really trust, or not even trust, but I'm just like, if I, you got him, you got to play him, is Miles Sanders. Um, and hope for the best. Close your eyes and hope for the best. Um, Though, saying the complete opposite about the team that is coming to Philly, and that is Seattle. Love Russell Wilson. I, you know, he's going to pick this team apart. Uh, Chris Carson is expected to be back. That is huge news. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, you know, these are all guys I'm expecting to have big games. And I know it sounds a little repetitive and everything, but this Eagles defense has some talent out there. It's the offense that is getting pummeled, that is getting killed, and unfortunately, they just they have a good all-around team uh, coming to play them in Philly. Uh, Seattle, I think they're just going to take off with this one. Um, it's going to be a blowout. 
Um, I'm just I'm not expecting big things from this Eagles team, and it's just they get destroyed week after week. Um, I wouldn't mind if they put in Jalen Hurts and see what he can do with this offense, um, honestly, and with this Eagles team. Um, one, just to keep Wentz safe from getting hurt. I mean, this is a lost season, and I know that's crazy because they can still win their division, but really, you're going to win a division, what, go get destroyed against a team like the Rams, the Bucks, you know, one of these top NFC contenders? Eh, no, you know, the Packers? It's just, it's unfortunate. And I know these guys don't count it out in their head, but it, it is unfortunate. This Eagles team is just on the down uh, downward spiral right now, and it's just going to continue on with this Monday night game. But that being said, that wraps up our big Thanksgiving show. Huge, huge, huge. Um, no, this is a long one, but appreciate you know you guys listening, coming back, uh, giving suggestions, uh, constructive criticism, ideas. Love it all. Continue to keep sending it to the Instagram. Going to continue to keep building on the show, uh, giving you guys what you want. We're going to get out of here with some shout outs and just real quick, man. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. You know, happy Turkey Day. This is a, a day I think that is much needed, uh, especially with the state of the, that the world is in now. You know, take this time to really appreciate being with your families, um, you know, and just enjoy that day. You know, it, it's a it's a day that I'm looking forward to to spend with my family. I know a bunch of you guys are as well. And just be safe. You know, there's we're still in a pandemic. Uh, things are still, you know, scary things are still happening. But take this time to really appreciate your loved ones. Um Eat a lot of good food. Watch some good football. Um, it's going to be an exciting day of football. And just, yeah, man, happy holidays to everyone. It's already that freaking time. Christmas is less than a, or about a month away, man. And it's, you know, fantasy playoffs about a couple weeks now. So I'm going to get you guys ready and we're going to go in and dominate it. Can feel it. Can definitely feel it. But that's going to wrap it up for our show this week. Again, Uh, Much love to everyone and happy holidays. I'll see you guys next Tuesday, which will be the first. We'll talk about it all again then. Love you guys. Take it easy.